0: How to begin, mused Robinson, the master harper of Pern. He frowned thoughtfully down at the smoothed moist sand in the shallow trays of his work desk. His long face settled into deep grooved lines and creases, and his eyes, usually snapping blue with inner amusement, were grey-shadowed with unusual gravity. He fancied the sand begged to be violated with words and notes, while he... Pern's repository and glib dispenser of any ballad, saga or ditty, was inarticulate. Yet he had to construct a ballad for the upcoming wedding of Lord Askenar of Lemos Hold, to the half-sister of Lord Larad of Telgar Hold. Because of recent reports of unrest from his network of drummers and harper journeymen, Robinson had decided to remind the guests on this auspicious occasion, for every lordholder and craftmaster would be invited, of the debt they owed the dragon men of Pern as the subject of his ballad he had decided to tell of the fantastic ride between time itself of lesser weirwoman of Bend and weir on her great golden queen remoth the lords and craftsmen of pern had been glad enough then for the arrival of dragon riders from the five ancient weirs from 400 turns in the past yet how to reduce those fascinating, frantic days, those braveries, to a rhyme. Even the most stirring chords could not recapture the beat of the blood, the catch of the breath, the chill of fear, and the hopeless surge of hope of that first morning after thread had fallen over Neret Hold, when Falar had rallied all the frightened lords and craftmasters at Benden Weir and enlisted their enthusiastic aid. "'Robinton looked up from the sand-trays, his expression suddenly bleak. "'The sand of memory dries quickly,' he said softly, "'looking out across the settled valley toward the precipice that housed Fort Hold. "'There was one watchman on the fire-ridges. "'There ought to be six, but it was planting time. "'Lord Holder Grogi of Fort Hold had everyone who could walk upright in the fields.' even the gangs of children who were supposed to weed spring grass from stone interstices and pull moss from the walls. Last spring, Lord Grogy would not have neglected that duty, no matter how many dragon lengths of land he wanted to put under seed. Lord Grogy was undoubtedly out in the fields right now, prowling from one tract of land to another on one of those long-legged running beasts which the master herdsman Sogrini was developing. Grogy of Fort Hold was indefatigable, his slightly protuberant blue eyes never missing an unpruned tree or a badly harrowed row. He was a burly man, with grizzled hair which he wore tied in a neat band. His complexion was florid, with a temper to match. But if he pushed his holders, he pushed himself as well, demanding nothing of his people, his children nor his fosterlings, that he was not able to do himself. If he was conservative in his thinking, it was because he knew his own limitations and felt secure in that knowledge. Robinson pulled at his lower lip, wondering if Lord Grogy was an exception in his disregard for this traditional hold duty of removing all greenery near habitations, or was this Lord Grogy's answer to Fort Weir's growing agitation over the immense forest lands of Fort Hold, which the dragon riders ought to protect? The weir leader of Fort Weir, Teron, and his weirwoman woman, Madre, had become less scrupulous about checking to see that no thread burrows had escaped their wing-riders to fall on the lush forests. Yet Lord Grogy had been scrupulous in the matter of ground crews and flame-throwing equipment when thread fell over his forests. He had a stable of runners spread out through the hold, in an efficient network, so that if dragon-riders were incompetent in flight, There was adequate ground coverage for any thread that might elude the flaming breath of the airborne beasts. But Robinson had heard ugly rumors of late, and not just from Fort Hold. Since he eventually heard every derogatory whisper and accusation uttered in Pern, he had learned to separate fact from spite, calumny from crime. Not basically an alarmist, because he'd found much sifted itself out in the course of time. Robinson was beginning to feel the stirrings of alarm in his soul.